0: Welcome to another episode of the Maroon Machine podcast. It's myself Sean, and again joined by Kieran this week. How are you doing, Kieran? I'm doing better
1: this week. I'm doing better this week than I was last week. So <laughs> proper
0: roller coaster, wasn't it? I aye, was. aye. um and it's good to to have had get the bit Fred competition out of the way as well. So mm-hmm. kind of a different outlook now because that's kind of took a couple of conversation in the last yeah, couple of weeks. Now it's doing the league business, I suppose. But mm-hmm. quite happy, are
1: Aye, well, we had the highs on Thursday night, Scotland oh, going. Well, eh? had the highs. Of, I'll call it that the I can boogie sensation, eh, <laughs> sort of steam rolling through, and then I had the lows on Friday, food poisoning going into Saturday, so I was busy Friday night for a long time, and then I had the highs of Kelly coming out the the other end of El Pandemico <laughs> as, as champions. So, aye, and then Scotland brought me back there Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. So, aye, that's right. I. Uh,
0: <laughs> You wouldn't believe it, being somebody who's from, from Kelly, but Buckfast is no something I've tried very often. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave that a try when I watched the, the, the Scotland game and I think I passed out at about 90 minutes. I think okay. I, they equalised and I just dropped to my knees and I did not remember then and after that. <laughs> um, but the like, highlights, the penalties, was, was superb. Uh, and then uh, the two games that we've played since, two losses, but...
1: Played well the first game, but the Israel game, not so much. There's a
0: couple of good players in that Israel squad, though. You didn't realise that you see Israel and you think they're, you know, busy building pyramids or something (laughs) like that. You didn't really expect them to be... Really as good as foo- football as some of them are but Marciano and the goals every time we played he's been a major party. he's I
1: bet Hibs fans watch every time he's away and I shooting ah. and go what's going on here because <laughs> he's got a flap in him like, and it's, I didn't think we've tested him enough I not think we've tested enough in any, any game to be honest <laughs> we have played them. the first you remember the game at Hamden we were awful aye ah, ah, hey, ah, hey. honestly my god we were. that was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen
0: Aye, that was about the time when we were producing some horrendous results, because so, it was not the same, as that? We got beat off of somebody else, was it Kazakhstan or something like that? i no. Aye, if, <laughs> this was just a, that was just a dark time that I've tried to block out, to be quite honest. Yes, uh, I think the, the performances against Israel in the last couple, you still want us to be winning those games, no going to penalties or, or getting beat, but they've been better and the, I don't know I like the the style of play they're playing at the moment and I like the fact that they're playing with a bit of belief for the first time in a while there's always been questions about Scotland and whether they uh, even want to be there mm-hmm. um, I think that that's kind of gone for, for the time being so you booked yourself for London I have I, I am in so let's hope we can all get there ah, figures crossed aye outside Trafalgar Square well a, thousand, sure, a, thousand, getting... a couple of thousand Scotland fans all two metres apart yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, Jimmy on.
0: Yeah Super, <laughs> so, right, let's get into it Well, she's just a Celtic clippy. She'll no take me advice It's a hard double to the old bill You're I'll your ticket twice Her father's just a waste of. Her mother's on the game She's just a Celtic clippy,
1: But I love her just the same So we we'll start the day speaking about El Pandemico. You were there. I was unfortunately on the porcelain throne for most of the day. How do you think it went?
0: Oh, it was great. Aye. I saw that it was um, dubbed the Hank on a Viewfair Terrace. It was dubbed the Pandemic Cup Final or something they'd called it. Or the com- Pandemic ball. I can't remember. It's but had
1: a few digs that would tell for any. Aye, aye. One or two.
0: To be honest, the if if you've not watched it, they, they sided with Kelly, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, with the fact that we were maybe a bit unfortunate to not have had an opportunity to play against them and the break and we're very fortunate to, to be where they are today, but yeah. aye, they got a special mention as one of the big games of the weekend and it didn't really disappoint, I wouldn't say. Um, Obviously went into the game with, with high expectations, wanted it to be an absolute thrashing and to be honest, it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on paper on the the scoreline, but Breek they, they looked like they were they were toiling for most of the match mm-hmm. playing against Kelly similar to the Peter Head game to be honest where Peter Head looked like they were at their depth. Uh you um, actually mentioned
1: on that as well in open goal. Did you
0: hear Sly si Ferry saying that no. he was really surprised that they'd come away with a draw? I uh, no, I d I didn't but so was I. Um when we when we watched that game. Yeah, the Peter Head game aye. No. No, you can you were working on for that one it. aye. Um no, even that, going back to that Pierre Reid game, we were by far the better team way about 10 minutes, but the difference with this one against Brecon is there was an even bigger gulf, and Brecon didn't even hear their 10 minutes say glory like Pierre mm-hmm. did did. Um, so, yeah, Kelly, to be honest, he had chances throughout. Um, 15 minutes in, Higginbotham with uh, a shot he just clips wide um, after a yeah, pretty decent build-up play and kinda of looked early on like we were gonna take an early lead. Took a wee while though, thirty minutes in, um a, a sort of talking point for for after we ran through the game, Doogie Hill went off. Um looked like it he, he took a bit of a niggle, went down and Nathan Cooney, recent signing, he made his debut, he looked solid as well. Just before the half, looked like we were gonna get one of those just before the half goals that we've fallen victim to a few times uh Ross felt we a drive forward into the box like he, he normally does but just just hitting the side netting so it went into half time um nil nil second half three minutes in it was a goal for Kelly it was Dylan Easton strike from the edge of the area that fent the the bottom corner like Dylan Easton does. Um Higginbotham, not long after that drags a shot wide for for Kelty and then on the seventy ninth minute it was a, a goal for, for Kelty. It was Robbie McNabb brilliant bit of play. First goal for Kelly as well, which was brilliant to see because um, Robbie's been super hard for Kelly so far this season. Um, right. Especially when you consider the fact that a lot of these players have came to a higher level. Robbie came for a, a on and league side. Mm-hmm. Um, he's finding himself every game. You can see
1: he's getting a wee bit more comfortable, isn't
0: it? He? Ah, he's just he's got a fight. He wants the ball up and he wants the ball in the box. And sometimes, especially as a supporter, which is essentially
1: what we are, eh?
0: mm-hmm. um, eh, he wants to get the ball in the box and sometimes that's the biggest frustration when you're a, a fan is watching and you're just screaming for them to put the ball into the box or take a shot. Robbie McNabb's that person that he, he does and eh? yeah. um, Maybe frustrates some of his teammates because he doesn't really pass the ball back down the field but it yeah. definitely doesn't frustrate supporters and it was brilliant to see him getting that that goal and I suppose the only other sort of big event if you like a highlight of the game he was right up there with the goals was seeing Nathan Austin return to the the pitch. Yeah. Wasn't a wasn't a major injury. They've took their time to get him back um the right way because after he first niggled it, they maybe brought him back too quick. This time they've mm-hmm. done the right thing, they've took their time, um and they brought him on and he got he must have got about forty um thirty, forty minutes this game. It he, he was solid aye, and just
1: after that I think he'd come on, he came on Aye, yeah.
0: and he uh the just the impact he had. See as soon as he came on breaking a few a few balls, it's like I thought DJ was going to get an assist early on to be honest because ball straight up to Austin and Austin got the turn on. When I mean, he bowled it out, he Aye. It about 60 yards, did he? And Aye, he that's right. turned the last man. And, and after that, Brecon started to set a couple of players off Austin and, and realised that if he didn't, he was going to get goals. Mm-hmm. It did, it stopped him from being able to find the back of the net, but it opened up play for everybody else. Um, big part of the reason that they were able to. um. Get that second goal as well, but two 0 in the end didn't it look like a two 0 game on no. paper. Uh, when you actually watch the game, Kelly uh, uh-huh. miles miles ahead. If we face Breakin and a, a playoff at the end of the season, which touch wood, fingers crossed, we we do. Um, it, we'll be playing in League Two next season for sure, Mike. Uh, hopefully, um,
1: I watched it. I did buy the, did buy the student picture lots. There's a lot to be considered. Sometimes I'm looking at what DJ's up to when we're attacking and stuff. So oh, I get to see the game for real. You know, yes. <laughs> he's, he's having a wee swig of water and that, and as <laughs> you can hear, noise at the other end. No,
0: absolutely. To be honest, you you
1: might have got featured if you brought your ah, if I took my <laughs> if I took my Tommy off running up and did the touchline. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, nah, is <laughs> a nightmare.
0: It's, yes. a, it's an absolute nightmare. But um, for what you did, see, you impressed.
1: Aye, dominant through. Tidzer had a good game again. Eh, Students in there, as well. Well, aye, it was. It was one of them. Was like, I was kind of waiting for something to happen for the breaking side. You know, a lot of young guys. I thought one of them maybe would have tried to push on, but it was just really a. Let's just get this over with. That's what I sort of come across. Is they did have a chance here and there, but it never really looked mm. threatening mm. at all. And um, I, I just think that. If that's how they're going to go about the rest of their season, they'd be as you can say in a now, I know they beat the team that's closest to them, which is Sterling Albion. Or um, was it Albion Rovers? Albion Rovers. Albion Rovers. Albion Rovers. Aye. Um, and you, that's what you want today when you're in that position. You want to beat the teams running about you at the end of the day. But I just thought it was a very, just a, yeah. If I was a Breaking fan, I'd be absolutely devastated if I had to turn up and watch that. Aye, I but think. I'd have to pay £8 pound for it. Yeah, I think I, as I
0: shall always do, when. When Kelly win, I I like to troll through their Twitter and see what some of the comments are yeah. and they're, they're a, definitely a frustrated fan base at the moment and mm-hmm. I'm no surprised. Um, you know, folk have heard about Kelly but only because of the fact that we should have been playing against them. They yeah, I yeah. still think they expected Kelly to turn up and break and to, to be strong enough, unless you're properly, properly invested in football in the pyramid. Uh-huh. They didn't know
1: a lot about Kelly and I
0: think I think they were quite surprised at just how good Kelly were. I think they're
1: gonna to have to get interested in the pyramid to be honest especially for the next couple of seasons and this is just a side note Michael Payton's your manager eh?
0: Yep player manager
1: player manager if you're a player turning up on Saturday and your manager's made yourself the captain <laughs> as well as starting and you're on the bench are you training Tuesday? Because I'm <laughs> fucking
0: no. though it's a frustrating
1: <laughs> situation but I don't know breaking team to like the way
0: that he does things um... I, kind
1: of, I honestly I could not believe he was the captain Yeah. I was like you know what it's like his name, Peter Pan, Captain Hook He's like, I'm just going to do everything. Eh? <laughs> I'm just oh, fuck it, I'll just do it all. But I was just, for me, if I was playing and my manager who had picked the team, picked his cell as the captain and started his cell, I'd be a wee bit like, what? The-? I understand he's, he's one of the better players, Payton, but fucking take one off, at least.
0: I, I think, uh, you know, don't, we'll watch all the break Keep an eye on the results, but definitely they watch much of them. But if you're a team that's been getting beat for three seasons, you've got to imagine there's someone's missing, and, and one of the or a few things are missing. And one of those parts has got to be buying and belief and passion for the players. And mm-hmm. you're not going to get that by naming yourself captain. You yeah. got to trust one of the boys that, that everybody's going to listen to, know say. And to be honest, you, 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 I suppose, you pick a captain so that you can put a wee bit of the onus on him to get the best of the players. If you're naming yourself a captain and a manager. You're putting an awful lot of pressure on yourself. You might have signed a three-year contract, but Aye, that's that's a way you find yourself at the door.
1: But it's a good way to separate yourself. If you're going, to, if you wanted to take that job on, long term, like I say, a three-year deal. I don't know if it's was pant but thirty-one actually, thirty thirty-one. Aye, will we. So that creates that that wee bit of separation. First of all, you're still one of the boys because you're the player manager at the end of the day. However, you're giving somebody else the responsibility to look after whatever it is that you didn't want to look after he's about to delegate yeah. and if he's not delegating as well as making his cell top of the tree it's just a bit <sighs> it's a bizarre move uh, that's it, for sure it's mental it's absolutely fucking mental
0: I don't know maybe maybe if he'd beat us we might have seen Barry back on the pitch with the captain's <laughs> armband I, he plays every minute <laughs> anyway. much right. he can
1: hear <laughs> him every minute
0: so I don't know if it was it no it wasn't a breaking game was it East
1: Colbride game where
0: he, he picked up a, a yellie I think
1: was oh, it when they launched the ball at the keeper? Aye. aye. <laughs> I know the keeper at the ref, eh? Aye. Yeah, Mister missed the ref be about a bit of fit. Aye.
0: But <laughs> I don't think he was aiming for the ref lately, eh? Maybe. I
1: can't speak for Mr. Ferguson and um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> nah, superb. Right. That brings us onto the table. We've done alright. We finished fourth.
0: I finished, finished fourth, um, but take away the actual the the table and the, the standings how we handled ourselves over all four fixtures. I think the players and the the players again gaffer, supporters, committee, everybody could can hold their, their head high with how the first campaign went it, would have been nice to to have gone through or to finish higher up the table, but we we didn't get thrashed seven 0
1: only conceded
0: four goals in three the games against higher opposition. That's no yeah. bad. No, not bad at all. And we obviously scored some. Scored against St Johnston. Mm-hmm. Um, we should, should have scored a couple more against Peterhead and mm-hmm. probably against Brechin as well. Yeah. Um. No, I think the way that the the, the boys all handled ourselves over the course of those four fixtures was was tremendous. Where where they finished in the table. It's always nice to look at because we finished above Brechin, but uh-huh. it's um regardless of where we, we finished in it I think they handled themselves really well over those games you mentioned um, obviously about Peter Head or Cy Ferry turning around and saying he was surprised that mm-hmm. um they actually managed to come away with a point in that game I think a lot of people probably were they were quite fortunate to come away with it if that, that had been a bit different we finished with 6 points it would have been even better and to be honest quite easily a wee bit of luck in either of those games against St Johnson or Dundee United, and we could have maybe picked up another point or two there. Um, they 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 wanted they wanted governments by any by any stretch. No,
1: we had our moments in, in both games. Uh, I, I made my commentary debut at the St Johnson game. Um, and I thought we played well for probably about thirty minutes of that game. To be honest.
2: You had the front row seat to I that had one. The front row
1: seat. Yeah, I had bar level height and. Um, <laughs> Covid should stand in front of you, so that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I watched the United game. Uh, after that was, after that was on, and I've never embarrassed myself. No, nah, the Quite Dundee. Bad day at all.
0: Dundee United game was probably the most frustrating because it, I think when when the fixtures came out, it was definitely our toughest fixture, and you could tell that the instruction on the day was go out there and be strong at the back. Nah. They 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 didn't play their usual style. Like going out, you could tell that they were. They were defending and they were wanting to to try and push on towards the end to get, maybe sneak a, a goal or two towards the end because Dundee United were such a, a strong team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't been all they were hyped up to be kind of before before they, were, when they came into the season, they looked like a solid team. They struggled a wee bit, but they were definitely the toughest fixture we had there. Aye. So it was a bit frustrating seeing them sit back, but we got a 1-0 a Defeat away from home at Tanadice, and we could have pinched one at the mm-hmm. the very end there, and we didn't. hear Nathan Austin. Yeah,
1: didn't really have a striker at that too. We could stretch the game, did we? Like if if we did have a counter attack. Yeah. Um, aye, cause I kind of was it Matty Flint or something. Aye, that day? aye did he? Aye, aye. Matty's more. He's more holding the ball up. He's not gonna run away from any guys. So. Ah, he's definitely.
0: He's got a place. See, hey? um, mm-hmm. and he's he's good at the the job he, he's asked to do, but um. Nathan Austin if we'd had him in any of these games to be honest because bear well, in mind he only played 30 minutes of the whole competition it could have been a very different story um, and then aye so that was uh, the Dundee United game Peter Heed after that
1: aye another good performance that we played well didn't they come away with the result but that was one of the games that's kind of summed up a wee bit of our season early doors um, where well, it's a lack of a cutting edge up front Um, I think we've been I think we've been overplaying a wee bit um, at the beginning of the season and the, uh, the the sort of final product hasn't quite been there the final balls have been a wee bit short or we took a touch too many before the passes laid off to guys or stuff like that and I just think he and Fash there now and obviously Ando will be back now as well we've probably got a, sort of, a better cutting edge experience up front and I think we'll probably start seeing the real caretie in the next couple of games. Whether Fash starts at the weekend or no is obviously a a bit a talking point, but I'd be more than happy for, um, I'm going to call him Bruce again, Grant Anderson to come in and play that central role in the Cumbernauld game, even if he gets an hour, I know he's picked up a niggle somewhere, but if he gets an hour under his feet um, to come into that, I think we'll see a different team.
0: And Anderson's been all right. I think the only reason we've not seen much him is because he's been cup tied yeah, there, and we've been tight, playing in yeah. in cup games for a wee bit. Um, going away for a bit, Fred, for a second though. Once Fash is back, and you've got Easton on one wing, probably Jamie Stevenson would be your first choice on the other, and then you've mm-hmm. still got the likes of McNabb kicking around. Where where does Anderson fit in?
1: Where do you think he's? Where do you think he'll play? From what I understand, he's more of like a wide player, so. Probably on one of the sides. Um, you, who do he if, drop? Pin you on the spot? He we play right side for me. Because he's height and that as well. Mm. I would, if, if I'm going to hear Dylan cutting in and putting Boz into the back post, post, I would rather that he was there putting a threat in. Because I just think that he would be the best outlet on that right hand side at the front at the minute. Possible.
0: Jamie Stevenson's been superb, though, aye, on aye, that I'd
1: like if Jamie was playing, like, a sort of right wing-back or however we decide to play going forward.
0: He's got. He's certainly got options, and I know we didn't hear the answers, and they definitely put you on the spot there, because oh, that's a aye, tricky definitely. one, who, <laughs> <laughs> who they, you
1: they, drop? It's a good sore so head to heart, because if bodies wondering if he's going to play three at the back, four at the back to try and fit everybody in, he's, it's got to be a system that works. I think one of the good things about last season is we kind of played one system all year, we did chop and change a wee bit, but normally in the smaller games, like Villa leaving and stuff like that, we never really went into the big games saying, right, we're going to just go balls out and, and hate that, so we kind of played with like a you know, like a back four with two sitters, and, and to be honest, the running backs spent most of the time up at the ones yeah. anyway, but this year it's a wee bit different, and um, obviously Scott and Paddy are two different players, like Scott's Scott's life That was incredible last year and it's just seemed to hit a, a missile for Fash every time we could get the ball forward yeah. and, and it was more Chen's work rate rather than say his final product that sort of got us into lot of places he was much better getting to the, the byline and drilling crosses and then what was Scott was coming for deep and aye, we, had, we had an interesting balance last year so this year it's different and we just need to find the best way to do that and like I say, we've no had Fash all season, so let's hope that once he's back in there we start to look like a wee bit the care
0: of last year. Aye, it's going to be fantastic to, to see how they all sort in together and set pieces are going to be an absolute nightmare for for visiting teams uh, with Fash and Anderson and the height that they've got on mm. a lot of players in the league. Looking Really looking forward to it. And Dougie Hill. Dougie Hill, he's always a threat, right? So Betfred, get the conclusion with that that breaking game. Who are who? Do you think are some of the standout players?
1: Standout players for the the breaking game for me. First one was Paddy Boyle. I think from from what I've seen, that was his best game, and a going forward since. I, w- I hadn't really seen too much. I was met, I mentioned the uh, Scotland earlier and all, but final ball in that be Paddy, and I felt like he drove it him. Um, on Saturday, and I felt that was, was good to see actually because I kind of feel like you know Jamie Stevenson's took a lot of the the pressure off Paddy by trying to provide on the right hand side. So it was good to see some coming for the left, and I thought Paddy had a really good game. He's been solid at the back all season, and it's good to see that other side of the game where he's been sort of pushing forward.
0: Absolutely, it has an, another dimension what what he can do on that wing. He um. It just uh it, it allows the team to just completely change formation, whether it's Easton coming in or they're going to a back two, mm-hmm. um or a back three if they're playing with four when um when they need to. And the fact that he can rely on Tidza and Riley to slot in when needed as well when he's making those runs up, um yeah he's definitely he's definitely got a place in the squad and mm-hmm. he, he's a big part of it. Who else would you say sort of stand out?
1: Um, another standout for that game just it was pure experience with Tidser. Uh, a control and discipline. I can't really say much else, to be honest, because it's there for all to see. The the guys that are watching the games, uh, the streams and that. He's been different. He's been different gravy this season. Um, but I wanted to concentrate on a couple of guys that have made a big difference that have now went under the radar, and the first one being Robbie McNabb. I think a few eyebrows were raised when they come in. Played really well against Kelly last season, and in the games that I've seen. I didn't see enough of him throughout the season to say, oh, he warrants a sign-in, but I just remember him getting us up in a horrid time at times. So he played on the inside of a diamond, if I remember right, for BSC. Yeah. And he just seemed to just hate space all the time against us. And I was like, he's quite a big lad, and he's got bright red hair. Somebody's bound to see him. <laughs> thinking, Can somebody just pick him up? He just seemed to find all these pockets of space all the time. But I do think... With Linton pushing on, he just seemed to hate that area, and he just kind of went, oh, I'm not really going to track back, because if this doesn't work out, I'm going to hit all the space in the world. And his final ball was actually really impressed me, especially the one for um, Matty Flynn, early, early, early in the season, I can't remember. Was it the first league game in the season? It was one of the
0: early one Aye,
1: uh, first time, it was a first time cross but played between him and Higgy, and it was right on in Matty's head. Um, so I've been really impressed with him and just wanted to make a wee mention of him because, I, like I said, I don't feel like he's had
0: the yeah. credit for the impact that he has had when he has played. Ah, he's... Um, I think he had some of his best games against Keirley last season, which has mm-hmm. obviously helped influence the, the move. He struggled in a few other games in the World League, but um, since he's came, he's definitely been a standout. He's, uh, we's, obviously, we had a wee chat about it before we started recording and he... He always wants the ball, he always wants to move forward, he always wants to press towards the goal. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to get that ball into the the box. He's a he's a, a fan's like dream like because mm-hmm. you understand when the the ball's played for possession and it's maybe passed back and it goes all the way back to the keeper, you understand why it happens. McNabb hates doing that. He wants to see uh, the ball in the box and he knows that if he gets, you know, three or four crosses in there, one at least one of them's gonna connect and create a, a decent opportunity and we've seen it so mm-hmm. far this season. Um and Barry's no one to let people do stuff that he doesn't want to see happening. So uh, Barry's given him the freedom to do that. Um obviously encouraging and when, when he's on the pitch They're playing that kind of way that that encourages mm-hmm. McNabby play the way that he plays best. So I a hundred percent he deserves a shout because he's he's been superb. I, I th- the, only, the only issue with McNabb I mean, is he's sort of competing with um, Stevenson for a place a lot of the time mm-hmm. can he can play he can slot in a few other places asking Stevenson mm-hmm. but mostly you're going to find the two boys on the right wing and
1: that it's a tough
0: competition between the two aye and if Andrew's
1: going to start moving wide that's it's another, another position one, to I mean. him, so uh, he's, he's got a job on his hands but I'm, I'm sure that he's got the character not to push through it doesn't seem like the shy type anyway so no Aye, and a the second mention is for DJ keeper, he's been outstanding all season. Can't really think of any mistakes that he's made personally, um, that's cost us anything anywhere, put it that way. Whereas there was a few maybe instances last season with Ben McKenzie, maybe not quite commanding his box and stuff like that. Aye, he's a bit quieter than aye. Yeah, he's a younger guy as well, I get that. DJ's come for you know, a good a good football upbringing. He was at Rangers, he was at Livingston. Hamilton as well. Eh hey,
0: Hamilton and and a broth as well. And a
1: broth, aye. So you know he's a good age. He t- he talks well. Like you can hear him during the game. They like, organise his defence and keeps everybody in the loop. Decent height for a keeper that he is as well. And then we have seen on Saturday something that we've not really seen yet, which was that sixty yard ball out to fast and fast rolls the last man. And then we've got a chance. You know and that was all coming for catch in a corner. Yeah, and it was the actual throw itself I wish we had the highlights to go back to it because it is an absolute diamond there ball Like, like um, so if there's going to be more like that this season I can't wait because I think that is one thing that we've, we've missed is that there has been a few instances where he, he, you know, he has uh, shot balls forward for strikers whether it be Higgy or Matty or whatever and it's kind of like it's never really led to much but the flash is a different proposition because he can run the lines of a defender, he can impose himself physically on a defender and make the defender make a decision if he needs to pull him down, try and win the ball. You know what I mean? It's hard if, if somebody's physically big, is a big guy, <laughs> if he's bigger than you, he leans on you the minute you go for a header, you're moving. So, I, I, I hope that this is going to be a wee far set. Of the players will get to see this quick break because that would have been, I think, 3 0. I think it, no, 2 0 when they bowled that out. I think that would have made it 2 0. It would have, I. And uh, then it's a different game after that. Fashi scored, his back's up. He maybe should have scored one for Higgy later in the game, but I'm not saying much. I'm sure a <laughs>
0: uh, Nah, he's been, uh, uh, Jameson, he's been solid. Um, and one of the biggest things he needs to watch out for is that he doesn't kick it out of the, the opposing goalkeeper over the bar because he's got a hell of a right oh, foot. And Kelty's, uh, Kelty's no a, a huge pitch like so, but he, he can put it anywhere that he wants to put it. I think he's had one moment where I was a bit like, What the fuck are you doing? I think it was against East Coblide, maybe. um, It was maybe a bit of miscommunication. He came too far out of his box, tried to kick it away. It didn't uh, quite work, but they got, when, whenever it happened, I remember it. it didn't cost us. But other than that, he's been solid he's he's lucky because he's got great guys in front of him like mm-hmm. um and i suppose that uh, he's he's a bit of a quiet one and uh, he's only getting a mention i suppose to as far his stand out because he doesn't he doesn't really get tested very much no I... not no much gets asked to him he's, he's produced four clean sheets in in the first six games um He's con- only conceded a couple of goals against the SPL opposition. Mm. He's been solid, eh? Um, that's could have
1: done for these goal either,
0: to be honest. No, I no. So. It wasn't. Uh, it came off a post and the boy just happened to be in the yeah. right place at the right time to Bastard. just tap it and I could just scored that one. Mm. But aye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye,
1: so that takes us into... It's a good segue that I'm actually quite proud of myself. <laughs> um, and you, spoke, you caught with the Dj in the week, yeah, so let's hear the wee snippet for
2: that. What influenced you to head to to Kelty for your your sort of next step on your career? When the summer sort of came, it was just basically exactly the same again. Just getting the ball rolling and really finding out what the what the plans were, what they're what they're looking to do for the next sort of five years, where I could be involved basically. And just listen to the gaffer speak, I mean. Spy Figs at the end of the day. You? you know what I mean? He's yeah. got the reputation of being a winner. He is a winner. He's very demanding. He's a very, very good coach, very good manager. With all the boys as well. And I had a Zoom call with him and Dean McKenzie. And after the Zoom call, I phoned my grandpa and I said to him, like, oh, I want to join what to go there. They've got the vision. They know what they want to do. Everything that they've got in place is going to be really good for me. And obviously the the one year plan is to be in the professional leagues. But we're just looking to try and get ourselves up the ladder, go for the bottom of the pyramid and to try and get ourselves as far up as we possibly can. And I'm I'm actually buzzing that I'm part of that.
0: So hi, uh, cheers to DJ for for taking the time and, and sitting down and having a chat with us. Really good interview. You can you can listen to it. Same way you listen to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening listening to this now on. Hey, somebody else that we were able to catch up with was, has been mentioned today already, Gary Chen. Here's a wee snippet for that one. It was a massive season. Lots of sort of standout games, standout moments in the season. What were some of the highlights for yourself last year? Beating Annan in that, uh, was it Challenge Cup? Aye, just like, you know, beating a team because we, we battered them with 10 men. <laughs> uh, and that was just showing, like, Kelty are a League 2 team, but even League 1. It was just showing we could compete with that. Like, that just sealed it sort of thing. That was a, that was a good day, like, for the fans and that. And then, obviously, I, I think the Solly Hill game was class, amazing. Uh, I know we didn't get the result in the end, but, Jesus, what a, what a game, what a crowd. And uh, to play a team who were pumping
2: money down in the conference, I think they were top at the yeah. time, like, you know, this conference is full time as well. These have got some some big players and see when you've seen the size of these boys, like you know, the English game is as tough as well. Like, but no, we were we were growing that day and like that was a exciting game to be
0: part of, like So thanks to to Gary for for hearing a chat with us as well. Been quite fortunate with with the boys getting in touch and been happy to talk about their time at Cailty or their their current time at Cailty like oh, right. uh, DJ but Gary Chen he was he was only only there for seven eight months but he, he made an impact didn't
1: he ah he did I do think that guys like Gary were a, a big part of the reason why last year went so well because there was a good you know team spirit at the team last year and you've seen that everybody seemed to like each other everybody seemed to get on and I think he was a big part of that but he was given the captaincy you know, a few games into the season, so I, I would say that that was probably a, a massive reason why the team done so well. Like He does seem to be the kind of guy that brings everybody together as well. Probably get some piss and off and the <laughs> But uh, I, like, I, I loved watching the team last year, and you I, I just felt that something special was happening. It's an absolute sin that what's happened in March has happened, um, because we never really got the to see the guy flourish and get what they deserved at the end of the season. Um in a in a normal way, in a normal setting. we haven't really had a chance to celebrate it. It's all kind of been a bit meek. Aye. And, you know, the guys deserve all the credit in the world for what they did last year. And unfortunately well, fortunately for us, they've had such a good time at the club that they want to come back. You know, a lot of players just disappear at the distance. Okay. But uh it's good to see the guys come back and hear a chat with us and They've obviously enjoyed their time. I'm a big believer that a lot of guys come to Kerty and then after that it starts going downhill. So I'm really happy that they're going to stick around with
0: the it. Absolutely, and it's 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 gotten that they, they didn't get that celebrations. But if we can get if we get fans back in before the, the end of this season and Kiltie can do the business this season, I imagine it will be a bit of a double celebration when when they win the league. I could see some of the. The boys for last season, your Gary, your Lint, Hubby, all coming along and celebrating and and getting to to enjoy that moment as well because they they were all part of it. One of the things that um, Gary obviously mentioned there was, um, i sorry, you mentioned Gary mentioned it as well in his his interview was the captaincy, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it was a special moment for him when it was obviously Muzz he had to go away for work away I think work, right. Um, came back played in the East of Scotland so we'll need to, when fans get back in we'll need to go and catch a bit of that but mm-hmm. um, yeah Barry phoned him up said he wanted him to take the captain's armband for the, the rest of the season and well if you listen to that interview you didn't hear much of me probably a, <laughs> a, a relief for some people but it's he can talk okay, so I'm not surprised he was giving it 'cause and he's got opinions, he's got good opinions, strong yeah, opinions. Yeah. I'm not surprised yeah. that he was he was giving that arm You could always hear him on the pitch as well. He he was vocal and he was always yeah. pushing the boys to to be their best seller as well. But mm-hmm. a big big statement I think for for um, Barry to phone him up and give him the, the captain's armband at uh right. the stage that he'd done. He's oh. a, sh- a huge player. Um. If yeah, we'll we dropping this episode uh, the podcast before that interview. That interview will come out. I reckon at some point this weekend, but definitely worth a listen because he's had a hell of a career before he even got to, to, Kelty, He's he's got some stories, and I think we only scraped the the so surface. Right. We'll get
1: him back and we'll try and make it dig a bit, a bit, deeper. A bit deeper.
0: Aye, see what else he's got, and we'll get see if we can sample some of that lovely way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So last bit of the the pod, um, the preview. We've got a big double header coming up against Cumberland Old Colts. Looking forward to this one.
1: Aye, aye, looking forward to it. Um, they've had a wee bit of a stop start of season. Um, picked up a few results that you wouldn't have expected yet. At the same time, they've lost a few games you maybe wouldn't have expected either. So, aye, bit of a bogey team for us. So, let's try and get through it.
0: Yeah, they've um. Looking back, we've only played them the three times. Each of the games showed some sort of wee stats, if you like, on those three games. So all came down to one goal. It's only been one goal to separate the two sides. The home sides won every game. So we played Cumbernauld twice at Broadwood, they've won both those games. We've played once at New Central Park, Kelly won that game. And I remember the one at New Central Park especially because we came very close to dropping points in that one. Um it ended up being one 0 to Kelty very late on, Chalmers maybe, or Austin, can't remember who got the go, but it was really late on, um, and, Was that the one that, it was just, I'm sure it was the one, it was a big, it, this was a couple of seasons it was ago like now, a scuffle,
1: and it was like a stab in at the last second. yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure it, it was, also. I
0: think, I think it might may, may, may have been, I feel like it was Chalmers, it um, but, uh, either way, I we were very fortunate in that one, um, Cumbernauld Colts, they were the last time we, last mm-hmm. team to beat us bef- in the in the league before obviously we, we fell to East Kilbride mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So Cumbernauld Colts are they're a bit of, I think you used <laughs> the exact same word a bit of a bogey team for us. Oh, right. What's what, what have their recent results been like?
1: Um they won the last the last game four 0 against Vale, which we probably might have expected anyway. But at the end of the day, it's it's a good score. You know, you go out there, you take four goals and come away with a clean sheet. And before that, um, East Stirling beat them three two. Close. Yeah. It's a good result. <laughs> it's yeah. a good result. You know, East East on a good team this year. Um, and to be honest, East still were better as well. We had a few misses. I didn't really. I happens played this season, so. I'm not sure um, I, I was just I was picking other stuff up on Twitter and that the other day saying that they've got like four or five guys still due to come back so mm. I was like oh well if they're playing with this well that. so there was that as well uh, and then the stickiness sort of going back um, they've got beat 2-1 for Gala Gala everybody's surprised this season by the looks of it um, and then a one-all draw with Like so uh, a good mix you know what I mean a good mix
0: Eh, your results. Those two big hitters in there, and um, not to discount Gala by any stretch, but to to just lose by the one against Shire and to take a point off of Bonnie Rigg. Even though Bonnie Rigg so far this season maybe haven't been what we thought they'd be. Yeah, they um, they
1: or well, they
0: beat them. They beat them Do you two. know what I f- I'm sure I knew that but when you <laughs> say that I just took it as as what it is aye so they aye, they beat Shire three two so um so four points at the two games is actually they would be happy with that. Aye, we'd we be Is happy that with a that to be honest. Um, but no, it's a it worries me a wee bit. Um, purely because of the history, it's a scary team we play against when they've got a bit of history over here, and they're probably going to come back and can, you know, they've still got the buzz of beating us. Yeah. Twice before, um, they want to keep their record in their favor. A, a biggie's going to be whether fast or how how much of fast we get to see. Um, because even though you'd expect him to edge a wee bit there, maybe start on Saturday and get subbed off if he needs to. But likewise, maybe play play the full game the for the next game. But they're pretty close together, so that's a lot of yeah. a lot of minutes for a guy coming back for injury. But I don't know
1: if he'd rather if he's going to start him start him in the cup. And see how we get on They're both league games. They're
0: both league games. Uh, oh just... I thought the one was a cup game. Um... No both league games. It's um it's the away tie we were meant to play no the home tie that we're playing this Saturday, we were meant to play that in March, I think. Right. Um they brought it forward because we've now got Auchinleck Right. Um this Saturday and they didn't want us to have a free weekend or ah. Kelly don't want to have a free weekend in Cumbernauld then oh. either. So ah, they brought nice. it forward and that's why the double head has happened, but yeah, it's it's a dilemma, and I feel like I'm putting the other boys down by saying it depends if fast plays or no, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's a worry, and it's more if fast plays, it's going to ease my worries a wee
1: bit. It's ridiculous, though, because it's a team that we should beat. As a own paper, it is a team that we should beat, um, however, it's one of the aims, is, is in the back of your mind sometimes, that, oh, these always give us bother this team, Again, there's always places you didn't like to go as a player. Um and if they're gonna come here and sort of because Broadwood's a plastic pitch as well, eh? Ah, it's a big big pitch as well. Ah, it's a big pitch, I eh? So it's ah, i's it's a hard one because if they're training and playing a plastic plastic pitch at the time, sometimes that's your advantage at home. But I we're only gonna have to see what team turns up for us and for them. I'm mm. like I'm I'm hoping for that I've been saying this for weeks now. I want a proper bitey performance, eh? I want us to, to look like we're going to hammer it. E- even if we didn't, I just want chances, 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 chances. Mm. For I think there's been far too many occasions this year where we have played the extra pass in the box or we've tried to make it too intricate just before we go into the box. I'm just like, just fucking hit it. Mm. Like, just, let's just can get some shots away. We've got guys up there that can absolutely smash it.
0: Even if you take fast shooting, you've still got your Phelps and your Easterns that are able Aye. to work away. Obviously... Um, we've seen what uh, Tidzer and Stevenson can do as well. I'll be at for set pieces, but yeah. I'm looking forward to this one to be honest, purely because, and it's not a dig at some some of the other games, but sometimes you go, you it's a bit underwhelming when you win four 0 because you're expecting to yeah. win by more. This is a game where I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to.
1: They'll be organised. That's one thing I think they'll probably. I'm gonna put a wee prediction that they're gonna do a Steve Clark.
0: They're gonna start with a back three and two run backs and they're gonna sit in. I to put it past them. I mean, it's probably probably the right move as well, try and frustrate Kelly a little bit, but no, looking forward to this one. Hopefully we can we can do what we're capable of doing and we can put on put on a show but I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. this is a big game. It's no you look at all coach and you think where they're finishing the league, but they're right. they're a bit of a bogey team for us, and it's a a massive game. And I'm right. kind of glad we're going to play them back to back. It's not really usually an attractive situation to play mm-hmm. them back to back, but um, we can focus on this team, try and exploit their weaknesses a wee bit, and keep that in mind. If we and we we got the home game first as well. Don't get me wrong, there's no fans, so what's the home advantage? But. Mm-hmm. Um, we ha, I'd say we've got definitely got that advantage in the first game, and if we win, we've got the momentum that we can carry it through to playing them straight away on the Wednesday. Yeah, aye.
1: I'd like, I'd like to see, you know, the the kind of performance that we're putting in breaking as well, but it is, again dominating, and obviously just a wee bit made a cutting edge, and then
0: we'll be, we'll be fine. Yeah, I ab- think, I think so anyway. Aye, I, I agree. Um, looking forward to that massive game. Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, we mentioned it already. We've got a few interviews and a few other podcasts out already. Got a couple more coming. Firing stuff on Kelly Hearts TV as well. So check that out. Cheers again for for this week, Ian. Right. Talk to you soon.
1: I'll see you soon. Pass Dunfremlin tonight. Pass Dunfremlin, pass.
0: Well, she's just a kelty clumpy. She'll no take advice. It's a half drafty double bail you eat that I'll punch your head, ticket twice. Her father's just a waste of, her mother's on the game
2: She's just a Celtic clippy but I love her just the same